I mean, Joe was a wonderful guy. He was a fantastic neurologist. Uh, he was a, a, a very good teacher. He was able to stand over people and watch them operate, which most mm -hmm. people find quite difficult. And he would come in and just watch someone at any time of day or night. John was a very bright man, incredible raconteur. And I remember as an SHO, when I came down from, I worked for Valentine Lowe then, and my, the first case I clerked on a Sunday was a lady with an acoustic neuroma, and uh, the Monday morning board round, Joe said to John Potter, John, you take this case, because Joe didn't like doing acoustics and gave them all to John Potter. <laughs> and so I presented this lady, and... John Potter said to me, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I'd operate. Yeah, I'd see the right thing. <laughs> and he went for me. You know, my first ward round in front of everybody, it was a grand round, and he really went for me. And uh, I didn't know what had hit me. Anyway, I, uh, he said, no, we're not going to operate on her. He, he always tried to find a way of avoiding operating mm -hmm. if he could. And eventually what he did was to do an intracapsular removal of this tumour, not taking out the outside part, mm -hmm. and that meant it would inevitably recur. recur. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do that for about six months when the tumour was quite big. And just as an amusing anecdote, when I came back as a consultant, I, this lady who I remember well, very nice lady came back and I had to operate <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and do a total removal and unfortunately gave her a facial but we could then hitch the do a facio hypoglossal anastomosis which gave mm. her an acceptable right. face right. but yeah Joe, John did not like operating and one of his great things was there comes a time in an operation when you have to throw your hat at it Mm -hmm. And my, my heart always dropped yes. <laughs> when I heard these words because I knew that it meant the big sucker went in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a very damaged patient would come out the other end. Yeah, right. And doing aneurysms with John Potter, which was the Friday afternoon business, was, um, again, he hated doing operating on burst aneurysms. Yeah, that's and, right. Of course, in those days, there was no operating microscope, but... Um, Inevitably, the aneurysm would rupture, the blood would hit the ceiling, there would be screaming and shouting and clips on everywhere. And, oh, just terrible. But when I was in SHO, I got very interested in the operating microscope. Right. And uh, I, I got a brain from the path department and in my spare time got a, borrowed an operating microscope which was hanging around and used to practice. Cause you had to not look at your hands, in effect, you were looking down, mm -hmm. binocular, uh, binoculars in effect, and your hands were down here, but you 
and you had to maintain 3D and you were looking down a light and there was magnificent, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Joe said to me in the presence of John, uh, what do you think of the operating microscope? I said, I think it's fantastic, it's the future. Uh, uh, because he was going to support me going to Zurich for a course. Mm -hmm. And uh, John Potter again <laughs> said, terrible thing, terrible, the operating microscope, you know, operations will take much longer, the infection rate will be more and so on. And of course it transformed neurosurgery, the microscope. <laughs> it was fantastic. And operating on aneurysms was, was uh, it, it became so safe and straightforward. Right, right. It, it was and like, the pituitary, I suppose. And of course, the pituitary, everything. One, one got magnification, you were looking down a beam of light instead of squinting down a narrow hole. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it, was, it, it was such a big advance. But of course, when I started, um, the, the investigation of patients was really quite tricky. We had air encephalograms, which meant doing a lumbar punch and pushing as much air up as you could and then somersaulting the patient yes, in the right. x-ray department yeah. <laughs> or doing a bowhole and a ventriculogram or an angiogram and I was very fortunate when I arrived here to have Philip Sheldon mm -hmm. mm -hmm. who was a fantastic colleague and a fantastic neuroradiologist like all radiologists, he hated admitting that he was wrong. But I liked Philip Sheldon, oh, yes. and he was a fantastic colleague. As a very young neurosurgeon doing operations I'd not seen before. And, mm -hmm. But I had quite a tricky time with Dick Guy who I liked enormously. Mm -hmm. and a very young chap, I was running the show, yeah. which I... I really enjoyed um, yeah. it was a fantastic challenge and as Dick was waving goodbye he said oh by the way <laughs> I've accepted that the um, European Society of Neurosurgeons <laughs> will have their meeting in Oxford next year <laughs> so you know I was faced with doing all the surgery <laughs> running a unit trying to maintain the, this fantastic reputation that Oxford mm -hmm. had for neurosurgery and organise this. Uh... Well, we'll get on 